Welcome to the last day, the final day of my December 10. And I've really, really enjoyed doing this um, series for myself and to share, you know, just, just some various parts of my life with you. Um, so what is today about? Today I wanted to bring some things, you know, to a nice little close, put a little bow on it. Uh, it's called Unlovable to Everything. And how I came up with that or what made me think of that as a title for, uh, for day 10 was looking back at, you know, throughout my earlier life and, you know, right up to probably, I'd say, 10 years ago. You know, some of the, some of the beliefs that I held about myself were things like, that I was, I was unlovable. That it's, you know, I would love you as, as best I could. But I understand if you don't love me because I'm pretty unlovable. I believed that about myself. Some other things that I'd written down when I thought about, you know, what did I believe about myself and about my identity, who I was. Um, that I'm broken, that I'm damaged, uh, that I'm stupid that I'm a slut, that I'm used goods, that I'm ugly, I'm too short or I'm too tall, I'm too skinny or I'm too fat, I'm too loud or I'm too quiet, a liar, a thief, a cheat, a pretender, an imposter, I was a disappointment, a waste of life and better off dead. These are things I truly believed about myself. If someone were to ask me, like I said, up to say 10 years ago, and all through that, that time, I'm 49 now. So from the ages of probably five to 39, these are the things I believed about who I was, my identity, my soul. This is who I was. And having these beliefs about myself is honestly now what I, um, what I believe is kept me at the time in cycles of self-sabotage. Because like, honestly, how can, I, um, how can I possibly succeed at something and accept, um, accept love, accept accolade, accept compliments <laughs> if they go against my beliefs so you know we become very good don't we at, at doing the oh thank you yeah thanks that's great thanks and it does not get past that first layer does it you know we don't really take it on and believe that we are what the compliment is it stays at the surface level and then it bounces off and off it goes. How often actually do we turn that around and put it back? You know, someone might say to me, oh, Ali, you're so much fun to be around. Oh, look, I'm only fun because, you know, of people like you who are fun as well. Like, how good is that for a deflection, right? <laughs> it's not about me, it's about you. And so that's what allowed me for so long 
to stay in this cycle of what was my comfort zone. My comfort zone was trauma, honestly. And I stayed there because it's almost impossible for us to go against our beliefs, our values. Now, if I value myself really low and I believe myself to be all these things, stupid, broken, fat, ugly, or if I believe myself to be all those things, then anything that's presented to me that goes against that belief, I'm going to reject. I'm going to find some way to reject it. And here's the thing. Most of the time, you know, don't quote me, I'm going to say nine out of ten times, that rejection that we do is unconscious. Because that's the dichotomy, isn't it? That we actually want all that good stuff. And yet the reason we don't accept it or even sometimes see it, see the availability, see the potential, we don't even see it there for us because it would go in direct conflict to what we truly believe at our core, that we don't deserve that stuff. I trust that makes sense. And so going through the process of, of shedding these beliefs about myself, going back to the root cause of when I decided, when did I decide that I'm too ugly? When did I decide that I am unlovable? Going back to those root causes and disconnecting the emotion from it and being able to actually see it with clarity and, and see the truth about myself, who I am really. When I did all that, I was able to rebuild, actually not even rebuild, I built an identity based on my truth instead of all the labels and roles that from a very young age were put on me and so I accepted those roles because I was so young when you're a victim you do you accept the roles and responsibilities put on you we don't know any different and so I, I started to build an identity and values and beliefs about myself that were based on truth and based on what I want to achieve, based on being a, a loving human being, based on the love that I feel for other people and realizing that that had to start with forgiving and loving myself in all the areas and so all those things that I had thought about myself, you know, that's the funny thing, isn't it? All those labels, they only have the meaning that we give it. And often the meaning of certain words and labels that we give ourselves or have been given to us, the meaning is actually someone else's meaning as well. And we've accepted it. Maybe we think, oh, that's not really what I think it means. But if you're already feeling less than, then it's, it's easier to take on someone else's meaning of words. So all of these, you know, I'm, I'm cold, I'm broken, I'm damaged, I'm, 
I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm skinny, I'm ugly, uh, you know, I'm a disappointment. All these I am statements and beliefs that I had about myself. I came to a place, once I got rid of all that root cause stuff, that I realized that's not who I am. It's not who I was. Did I play those roles? Yeah, for sure. Because that's what I believed at the time. And so what I was able to see is that they were behaviors that suited a role I was playing and that I used tools that I had at my disposal at the time to survive the environment I was in. And we still do that now. We use the tools, we use what we have to survive whatever environment we're in. And I love getting into this kind of uh, discussion because, you know, let's make it, let's put something on a really um, easy to understand level. Take violence. I have come across plenty of people who say, nope, there's never an excuse for violence. I will never, I'm not a violent person. Nope. Violence is, no, I'm not going to do it. And then you think that, yes, in your current environment, violence, there's no need for it, and you have other tools at your disposal with which you can protect yourself or, you know, settle arguments or whatever the case may be, right? However, you watch if you're put into a situation where you are threatened with violence or someone's threatening your child or you're, you go out of your comfort zone into another country or something where you're faced with violence. You better believe that if you want to survive that environment, you are going to adapt. And violent behavior may be something that's warranted for you to, to survive that environment. So this goes back to um, a presupposition of NLP, which is people are not their behaviors. A behavior is not who a person is. Yeah? I am not stupid. Perhaps a question that I ask um, comes off as, depending on the meaning, as, ah, oh, that is a silly question. It doesn't mean that I am a silly person. It means that that behavior at that time fitted the meaning that I have given it, or someone else has given it. Behaviors are always simply the reaction to that internal processing system. And so if your behavior is not getting you to where you want to be and not achieving what you want to achieve, then just telling someone to stop it is never going to work because the behavior is simply the reaction. What has to happen is you have to go deeper and find out what's the thought process that ended with that behavior being the best option in this environment at this time.
that's where you go. You have to get curious and get into the scaffolding of someone's thinking process. Not what they're thinking, how they're thinking. And when you can unravel that, it makes so much more sense to people. You can have so much more control. And so then I went from this belief system of all these negative labels that I believed about myself that was keeping me in a really um, constant victim cycle because honestly, that's the I had to line up with my values. I had to line up with my belief about myself. So I surrounded myself, unfortunately, with that type of environment because it was my comfort zone. I knew it. I knew what to expect. I went from that to being able to step out of that and create who I really am and change that belief system so that I, I believe in myself, so that I count on myself, so that I create what I want to create. Do I still make mistakes? Sure, 100%. Do I still slip up and go, oh, Alison, you idiot. Hang on, I'm not an idiot. That was just not my best decision. You know, and I work it through now. Instead of putting myself down and putting a negative label on myself. It's so empowering. And it's so freeing. It's probably the best word I can think for. It really gave me freedom to not fucking hate myself. And to start to honour myself and be proud of myself and what I have overcome and what I can achieve. That is something that every single person deserves. Me and you. So, thank you so much for listening to my December 10. Uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all your comments and your feedback and sharing you know, parts of your story with me as well, your messages. I've loved them all. Thank you so much. And I look forward to um, going into the new year. I'm looking at doing a, um, a, a January kind of kickstart where I'm going to talk about some things there that we can kickstart the year with some really cool tangible tools to get us going. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, obviously, going into next year as well January February I'll be doing a quick two and a half day just over the weekend um, language magic communication type of course which is going to be great fun and in February I'll be doing an NLP practitioner certification course so that's five days it's going to be epic I'm really looking forward to it other than that keep watching keep listening keep growing and I will see you guys on the flip side See ya.